entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. I'm Marty Wolf, and along with my sidekick, Carrie Carney, and our producer, Tom Jenkins, we are going to do our best to inform, educate, and inspire you, our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and anyone who is seeking excellence in their personal and professional lives. Today, gentlemen, Tom and Carrie, and worldwide audience, we are going to cover two of our favorite topics, reading and leading. Guys, I think it's pretty clear to us that we believe that leaders are learners. Absolutely. So I want to clarify something, though, Carrie. So learning can be reading a book, on or offline, going to a workshop or seminar, watching TED Talks, reading Success Magazine, and listening to the CD inside. Learning, wherever it comes from. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what we're really talking about. Now, our guest today is John Spence, and John will be discussing five books that he recommends that we do take a look at that you can read uh, online, offline or get the audio version, whatever. Okay. now, before we get to spend time with John, we'll be discussing an article in Forbes.com from an entrepreneur named Eric. How would you pronounce this, Carrie Schiffer Schiffer? Yes. S-C-H-I-F-F-E-R. Eric Schiffer. And the title of his uh, Forbes piece is Five Ways to Pound the Competition with Emotionally Charged Leadership. Now, Tom, you're leaning forward. You got you, my attention. Do you have something to say you on that? You got my attention. <laughs> well, that's kind of a tough title. It got an emotional reaction, didn't it, just from the title. So so let's, let's go down that road, Carrie, and... Um, so he starts the article. And again, his name is Eric Schiffer, and he is an entrepreneur. And I always like to get these articles primarily from people who run businesses, have run businesses, and preferably have failed. So I, I like to get people. I like to get articles from those kinds of folks. Um, he starts out this article by saying, you know, years ago he hired this uh, gentleman. I guess yes, a gentleman who really was a good-looking dude, right? Mm-hmm. Impeccably dressed. Uh, he, he was just he was just the package. And everybody was really excited about this person joining the team. After a while, though, <laughs> what happened was... Um, I love that line <laughs> that he says, but the results were like aliens. They never came. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I like that. So, so the point is that he looked really good on paper, but what the author is pointing out is that if he only was open to take on new data, new information, uh, get with the troops, get on the ground and learn and get better. And so the author is saying that this is one example of, you know, some uh, things that I learned from running his business. He said, he says, I got a, a leadership course and I continue to get a leadership course on these kinds of things. And he said, you know what? And, and the leadership courses are graded in one extreme or the other. You're either winning or you're going bankrupt. <laughs> There's You may struggle in the middle for a while, but that's his leadership course. And really, Carrie and Tom, I want people to think about a lot of things he talks about is in startups. And, and although 
This relates to everything, but really the context is a lot in startups. Like, for instance, he talks a lot about, at least initially, Kerry, we're going to talk about the fact that um, uh, how you hire. And so right at the beginning, he says, you know what? You know, paint a picture for them and and ask the person that you that you are interviewing. He says, put them in the battle. Yeah, it would need to be a very challenging picture you're going to uh, lay on them. Yeah. And he says, ask them the question. If you were to lead people in a new area, what would be the steps where you'd find the best people? And how would you handle the attack? So where would you find the best people? And, and you know, you're interviewing someone. You're, you're trying to find this out, right? What would, your, what would your plan be? Where would you find these people and what would the plan be? And then connecting to that, he, he asks them to recall, you know, well, tell me about a time where you let a group of people and you failed. It didn't work out. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Now, most people in an interview don't like talking about when they failed, right? No, no. They want to come in and talk about the big plan that they wrote, they executed. It brought in so much more money. They just really want to pat themselves on the back. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And actually, I want to refer to something that John Spence is going to talk about in his interview. At the end of his interview, he's going to talk about a book called Who? So pay attention to that. So put people in that kind of position, okay? But then also ask them a question. Um, You were leading a group of people, and you had some challenges, and it looked like you were going to fail, but you turned it around, Talk to me about that. So ask them about that in the interview. It's kind of like getting the recall what everything is all about. Next thing that our author talks about, again, aim is Eric Schiffer from Forbes. He talks about, you know, at least initially, especially in a startup, uh, most of the time the entrepreneur or the person starting the business has to do what he calls the 1,100-pound deadlifts. The heavy lifting is Mm -hmm. another way of saying it, right? You have to, the entrepreneurs usually have to do everything. But as you move forward, it's important that you find people who are willing to do the heavy lifting with you. You got to build bench strength. You got to build a bench strength. Correct. And this, when you think about this is really a main leadership lesson, finding the best people. Next point is to connect the dots so you have a zone and culture where people are pumped about coming to work and can produce their best results. Let's dwell on that one for a minute. Because um, sometimes this happens, especially in startups. You think you've got the coolest I- idea ever to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And um, what happens is you get call- all caught up in that, but uh, you don't look at your P&L. Don't fall into that mistake. Next point, he talks about having a playbook. And the playbook is, is simply, you know, this is how I behave, this is, and this is my actions, and this is how I would like you, my employees, to behave. And then measure and take a look at that. And then rate yourself, and then rate them, and then have a conversation and say, hey, Tom and Carrie, i like to see us doing things this way. Right. And And that's key because a lot of times you might have the person that was formerly doing all the heavy lifting and it's their company, but they have many breakdowns every once in a while. Yes. And then they get mad at the others when they model that same behavior and have a mini breakdown. That's very, very good point. That's not leadership. That's not leadership. And when you're doing all this feedback and you're getting feedback on yourself and others, 
always ask, like, if you have an, a, a really close associate or a, a, like a chief financial officer or something like that, get them involved in rating the people and so that you all understand. Well, if Tom or Carrie, as an example, don't, you know, really are, they want to step up, they have the basic qualities as that. Why, why isn't it happening? You know, and then the last point in this segment that I really want to make is uh, what he calls, let your P&L speak truth. There is no other measure of success, boys and girls. <laughs> Uh, in the can, game of business, you can sugarcoat it any way you like, and uh, you can move along and and say things are good. I feel good. Everybody's happy, um, and that's great. And we want people when they're out for a drink or they're together. They you want people saying this is a great place to work. The only way that that's going to really matter is that that drives to the bottom line. Speaking of bottom line, our guest John Spence will be joining us now, and he's going to talk about some great books. You're listening to The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570 570- 815-1626 or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. Our special guest today is John Spence. Hi, John. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. It's great to be with you guys today. Let me introduce John. At the age of just 26... John was named CEO of an international Rockefeller Foundation, overseeing projects in 20 countries and reporting directly to the chairman of the board. Three years later, Inc. Magazine's Zinc Online recognized John as one of America's up-and-coming young business leaders. 
John has twice been named by Trust Across America as one of the top 100 business thought leaders in America and has been recognized by that organization on their global list of the top 100 thought leaders in the area of trustworthy business behavior. John Spence is the author of four books and co-author of several more and has been a guest lecturer at over at over 90 colleges and universities across the United States. John, again, welcome to the Business Builder Show. It's my pleasure, my honor to be here, Marty. John, I know you read a lot of books. Uh, you kind of make me look like a child compared to the number that uh, you read. And uh, I, I follow you on LinkedIn. That's how I know that. I pay attention to your recommendations. So my most important question is, um, how many do you read each year, and why do you do that? Well, I, 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 every year since 1989, I've read about 100 to 120 business books a year. I do read other types of books, history and philosophy and things of that nature. Um, it really started when I was, when I was named CEO at the foundation. Uh, I was very young, 26, as you mentioned, and I had a great mentor, a gentleman named Charlie Owen. Mm-hmm. And every Monday, he would give me a book, and every Friday, I had to make a book report to him. And we'd go and have lunch, and he would just drill me on everything in the book. But the most important thing he taught me, what's just theory, he'd say, all right, now that you've read the book, what are you going to do about it? What are three specific actions you will take? He would write those down and then hold me accountable to them. So I really learned to read books in a different way than most people. It wasn't just for the information. It was information plus application. Wow. What a, what a, what a blessing to have a mentor like that that early in, uh, in your life and to get that lesson. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Totally changed the trajectory of my career. Uh, we're still friends to this day. I'm going to go visit him in January. You know, I haven't worked there in 25 years. Uh, but uh, he had a huge impact on my life. And one of the reasons that I think that mentoring and helping other people is so critical for every business person. Yeah, well, you, your business. Talk to me about what exactly is your business. And then we're going to get into some books that you've uh, read and uh, that I asked you to suggest to our readers to read in 2014. Tell us about your business, because it, it certainly connects to reading all the time. Well, yeah, it's um, I for the last twenty years I've I've acted as an, a, an instructor, a facilitator, coach, uh, and now a lot of professional speaking, keynote speaking stuff on the topics of leadership, business excellence, high performance teams, customer service, things of that nature. So, one of the reasons I read so much is it's part of my job. I'm constantly looking for the best information, the the newest ideas, the best books, uh, and then frankly, I just love business. It's a big game for me, and I like to help people. Win at the game of business. Hmm. Your website, or how do people get in touch with you? Because I want them following you to learn from so it's you. JohnSpence.com. John, and, and if you go there, there's a lot of free resources on my website, and there's a link to my YouTube channel where I've got about 30 free videos up where I, I do a lot of book uh, reviews, uh, and I give some short uh, videos on key ideas that I try to teach to my clients around the world. I haven't listened to all of them, John, but I've listened to a lot of them. So that's one of the reasons why you're here. Um, (laughs) You're you're a great presenter. Um, Okay. So uh, it's the end of 2014, and I I asked if you would come on and talk about some books that uh, I guess you think are special. You wouldn't be talking about them. And um, let's – the first one that I got uh, recommended uh, to talk to you about is something called Scaling Up, How a Few Companies Make It and Why – the rest don't. Talk to me about that. And who wrote that, by the way? Yeah, that was uh, written by uh, Vern Harnish, a, a friend of mine, a 
great guy, brilliant guy. He wrote a, another book called The Rockefeller Habits, which is, this is really Rockefeller Habits 2.0. Mm. And Vern is extremely famous across Australia, New Zealand, Europe, um, getting more famous here in America. And he's an expert at what we would call gazelles or fast growth companies. And he teaches a very methodical, process-driven, step-by-step, highly tactical uh, way to address strategy execution, uh, what he calls cadence in your company. So for an organization that really needs that, that needs some more direction, a more refined direction, more processes, and I'm not a process guy, mm. but I know that if you want repeatable success, you must have process. Vern is probably the best in the world at giving you lots of great templates and tools and techniques for getting better control of your company and, as he says in it, scaling it up. And he's big on 10x. Let's not grow at 100 or 200%. Let's go 10x. Mm and take your business to a whole new level. And he's real big at, at taking companies from 2 million to 10, 10 million to 50, 50 million to 100. Um, brilliant guy. Got a great team of consultants behind him as well. Yeah, well, that you answered the question. I was going to say, because uh, a lot of our audience are smaller businesses, you know, and entrepreneurs. So you answered the question. Yes, it is relevant to them. Again, I'll say the name of that book that uh, I guess you're recommending for us. Uh, it's Scaling Up, How a Few Companies Make It and Why the Rest Don't. Okay, so we got one recommendation people should get on right away in terms of uh, good reading for 2014. The next book we want to read is The Truth About Leadership, The No Fads, Heart of the Matter Facts You Need to Know. Talk to me about that. Who wrote it? Why are you recommending it? Cool. And all the books I'm recommending, Marty, are perfect for literally solopreneurs. I mean, these are books that I have a three-person staff now. I've owned or been the CEO of 10 companies, some, you know, a couple multinational. But even with three people on my team, these books are powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, leadership is one of my areas of huge focus. I've read hun- literally hun- I wrote a book on leadership. Uh, and the truth about leadership, uh, Leadership Challenge by Kuzis and Posner used to be my favorite book, leadership book in the world. I quoted it all the time. It was great, but it's about 460 pages. Okay. It can be a tough read. Yes. The Truth About Leadership is also by Kuzis and Posner, and it's all their great ideas boiled down to about 220 pages. And it is the single best book I've ever read, read on leadership. It's, it's data-based. It's a 30-year study. It's a global study uh, that with more than, two, I think, 1.2, 1.8 million respondents to their surveys and stuff. And what they do is they take that massive amount of real-life research and boil it down to a handful of critical things that you must do to be an effective leader. And it's written in a, in a very approachable way. It's not a, you know, a data thesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both smart guys, and they've worked with some of the top leaders in the world. And you know, I've had 20 years of doing leadership training for businesses around the world. I always recommend their work, and now I highly recommend this one because it's a good, fun, easy read with tremendously powerful information. They have been around a long time, John, haven't have they not? Yeah, they've been they've been doing this for thirty years. They're extremely respected. Um, you know, very thoughtful. Lots of research. Lots of you know, it's good common sense backed up by millions of responses. And from someone like me, what that says is it makes sense. It sounds right, but the fact that a couple million people agree with it yes. tells me that you can have a high confidence level yes. in taking the information you read in this book and going and acting like it. Those same two gentlemen have uh, an assessment I'm sure you're familiar with called the Leadership Practices Inventory. Are you familiar with that? 
Yeah, the LPI. It's it's part of what this what this book is based on. From the couple of million responses, I think three million they've gotten from that. Um, it's a great tool, and uh, they again, I put them up on a pedestal as pr- probably the two top leadership thinkers in the world right now, and. But also because it's hands-on, it's not theory; it's real stuff. Yeah, and I and I could see uh, why that why that is so valuable uh, to you. You know, John, we we need to take a, a short break, but when we come back, I want to get you ready, get your notes ready, because I kind of throwing you a, a curve here, because I don't know if you're ready to talk about a book called "Awesomely Simple: <laughs> Essential Business Strategies for Turning Ideas into Action." You know, let's start. Um, who wrote this book? "Awesomely Simple: Essential Business." strategies for turning ideas into action. Who wrote that book? That would be me. <laughs> and I didn't know you were going to ask me about my own book. That's very kind of you. Yes. Well, uh, well, this well, came from let's start. very much like Kuzis and Posner, 15 years of research working in companies from brand new startups to Microsoft, Apple, IBM, GE. And my entire book is built on looking for patterns. What are the patterns I saw that seemed to work in organization after organization after organization, regardless of size or scope, just solid, good fundamentals of business success? You know, John, when we come back, I want to go deeper into your book, and you talk about a vivid vision and the best people. And I, when we come back, I want to spend more time on that. You okay with that, John? Write down some quick that would notes. Be fantastic. Get the book in front of you. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Excellent. Okay, our special guest today is John Spence, and thank you so much for listening to the Business Builder Show. We'll be right back after this short message. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? He said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. (laughs) This is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in The Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry. Informing, educating, and encouraging. The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. 
Welcome back to the Business Builder Show. My special guest today is John Spence, and that's S-P-E-N-C-E. Before I forget, I'm sure I won't at the end of the show, but John, tell us again, how can people connect with you? Oh, it's very, uh, johnspence.com. <laughs> Try to make uh, complex things awesomely simple. There you go. Is that a segue to your book? Good job. No, no, it's, it's just, uh, that's actually my tagline. I mean, uh-huh. I, I've built an entire career out of trying to take complexity and make it into simplicity, especially around business. I mean, a lot of people make business a lot harder than it needs to be. It can be very complicated, but if you back up and look for the pattern, there's a clear pattern of five or six core things that you need to do well. They're not the only things, but they're foundational to building a sustainably successful business. In your book, I think you talk about a few of them. And I'm going to say the book again because I want people to look at this while they can Google while they're listening. Awesomely Simple, Essential Business Strategies for Turning Ideas into Action. One of the things you talk about is something called a vivid vision. Explain that to me. What do you mean? Well, if you'd asked me six or seven years ago, what's the number one issue that I'd seen in working with clients around the world, it was lack of, and I'm going to use very specific language here, a sharply focused and well-communicated vision and strategy for growth. Hmm. And if I, if I go across businesses now, it's going to be lack of, of that sharply focused and well-communicated vision strategy for, strategy for growth. Uh, lack of open, honest, robust communication and lack of accountability or discipline execution are the three biggest issues. Hmm. But if people don't understand what we're trying to achieve together, where we're going and how we're going to get there, it's very hard for them to be focused and deliver awesome business results. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this is where you've got two people, 20 people or 20,000. Yep. If it's just you and one other person, you still have to have a vision for where you're taking the organization, the business, the two of you, and a strategy to get there that they can buy into and get excited about. So whether it's one person or it's 200, you still need the best people. Talk to me about that because you refer yeah. to that in the book. That's a, this is an absolutely essential idea. I've been teaching a class at the Wharton School of Business for about 14 years on strategy and strategic thinking, and I can boil it down to pretty much one key idea. For the vast majority of people listening to this uh, interview, the, the future of your business is directly tied to the quality of the people that you can get, grow, and keep on your team and the relationships they create with your customers. And so talent is absolutely essential. It, it, you know, there used to be a book called War for Talent. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And again, it's whether you're a one-person shop or a, a, a thousand-person shop. If you're a one-person th- shop, that's the books you read, the videos you watch, mm-hmm. the networks you belong to, a mastermind group. So they may not work for you, but you can still surround yourself with talent. Uh, as I'll share one quick idea with you. It's, uh, I did a TED Talk years ago, and they asked me to talk about the single most important thing I've ever learned in my life, and here it is. You become what you focus on and like the people you spend time with. Mm. And when you talk about your business, you need to focus on fundamentals, on core things, and surround yourself with top talent, uh, whether that's your network or whether that's your employees. Mm. And, and I'll add to that, too, the single most important factor of highly engaged, satisfied, and loyal customers is engaged, satisfied, and loyal employees. So. Mm. After two decades of doing this, people ask me all the time, is it customer first or employee first? It's very clear. It's employee first. Hire top talent, engage them, get them excited, give them a vision, give them a direction, a sense of urgency. Then they will go out and take great care of your customers and grow your business together. You, you don't grow business. You grow your employees, and they grow your business for you. Wow. Can you say that again? <laughs> that was great. Say that what again. What I just said? Yeah, say that again. Well, you don't grow a business. You grow your employees, and then they grow your business for you. 
That's profound. You know, talent is what drives success in, in the vast majority of companies today. Your product can be copied. Somebody can, will always drop their price. So there's always somebody willing to go out of business faster than you. Some can throw more, more money at marketing. Location means almost nothing anymore. Mm. So some of the traditional sustainable competitive advantages are gone. They're parity, which means that the quality of your people and how well they interact with your customer, how close they get to your customer, is one of the only, to many companies, only competitive advantage left. John, you're talking about the things we should be doing as business owners, and they are all great. What, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, but especially in smaller businesses, can you kind of like talk about what, what are the common mistakes that you see, especially small businesses making? Okay, that's a great question. A couple off the top of my head. Trying to be all things to all people. One of the most important things a small business owner can do is figure out what to say no to. What products will we not sell? What markets will we not go into? What customers will we not serve? Because I've seen a lot of small businesses run out of business by having the wrong customers selling the wrong product. Number two would be not understanding that culture equals cash. That your people mm. are your road to success. If you, uh, here's a great one. The customer experience will never be better than the employee experience. Wow. You yeah. feel strongly so about these employees. If you hire smart people and you take great care of them. By the way, pay is not what attracts top talent. All right. It's a great culture. Um, I've done a global research study. Uh, I asked some of the top people in the world, why do you work where you work? You're so good at what you do, you can work anywhere. Why? Pay was number one, and they said, as long as you're 10% above or below what I would make to do the same job anyplace else, as long as it's fair pay, pay comes off the table. Then the next five things are challenging work, cool colleagues, winning culture, a chance for personal and professional growth, and work for a leader I admire. None of those costs money. Wow. So wow. bringing in top talent isn't about how much money you can throw about them. It's how, what, what a great culture you can build. And then the last thing I'll say, I see businesses, you know, there's, I could give you a, a list of 10, but the top three, number three then would be not owning the voice of the customer, not listening closely enough to your customer. It's my, one of my strongest beliefs, whoever owns the voice of the customer owns the marketplace. So it would be focus, talent, own the voice of the customer. Holy moly! This is a clinic. <laughs> this is ter- this is terrific, <laughs> well, John. I'm having a blast. I'm writing down notes. I'm fairly serious about. I'm I'm writing down notes. And by the way, I have cool colleagues sitting right with me. Kerry Carney awesome. is my co-host, and Tom Jenkins, my producer. Very cool colleagues. I'm blessed with that. Let's talk about. Uh, we're talking. I want to talk about another book before we wrap up because we could go on and uh, let's get another book recommendations for our audience. The Forty Six Rules of G. Genius, uh, An Innovator's Guide to Creativity. Talk to me about that book. Yeah, written by Marty Neumeyer, who's a, who's a, a top uh, creative talent in an advertising firm up in New York, um, and uh, a gentleman a little bit older than me. I'm in my, I, I'm 50, he's probably in his mid-60s. He's, in other words, he's been around a while, and it's just a darn fun book to read. It's got great ideas in it, but he is an incredible writer. He's got incredible writing skills. It's just fun, fun, fun. It's a romp. You know, and, and, and some of the rules are silly a little bit. Some of the rules are just provocative, and some are extremely impactful. And if you want to, you know, because I've, I've, I read a lot of stuff that's got data-driven, and it's very theoretical and serious and blah, blah, blah. Right. This one was just fun to read, and I, I underlined a ton of it, and I've taken it back and used it to be more creative, more innovative, uh, and to make sure that I'm focused on 
some of the right things in my business, like owning the voice of the customer, understanding who I serve, how important customers are. And he puts those sort of rules in there. Just a really fun, great book to read. And that title of that is, again, The 46 Rules of Genius, An Innovator's Guide to Creativity. John, believe it or not, we're down to the last 30 seconds. What did I miss that you want to share with our audience of entrepreneurs and small business owners? Well, quickly, the one last book is Who by uh, Jeffrey, Jeff Smart and Andy, Randy Street, who uh, it's the A method for hiring. It should be your Bible if you have to hire people. It's got everything you need to do it right, and so many people do hiring wrong. Yeah. Okay, we've been listening to John Spence. You can get all this information shared on his website, which is johnspence.com. John, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, the insights were just just awesome. And uh, this is uh, a good wrap-up for 2014 and helps us prepare for 2015. Thanks so much, John. It's been my pleasure and my honor. Thank you so much. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570-815-1626 or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. You know, I hate being embarrassed like that, Tom, where somebody reads 100 or 125 books a year. I mean, I hate being humble. Step it up there, Wolf. I can't read that fast. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. Ari Zingerman's in his uh, interview said, if you want to get better at reading, you can. So stop whining, right? Yeah. Be a winner, not a whiner. Mm-hmm. Right, Karen? <laughs> yep. 
Yep. All right. Well, we're or, going or pick up smaller books. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to lean towards the smaller books, Gary. There you go. You know, like Ari's books are 350 pages. Give me a break. You know? Okay, let's get back to John. Well, now we're going to talk about John Spence at the end of the show, but we're right now we're talking about we're going to pick it up where we left off in segment one. Eric Schiffer's uh, article: Five Ways to Pound the Competition. With emotionally charged leadership. And uh, Carrie and I were talking about, well, what are the five ways? That whole segment one was really kind of a primer, right, Carrie, to but talk about the five in ways. In radio talk, we call that the setup. It was the setup. And I, I think we did okay with that. But we we're talking about hiring the right people, keeping them engaged, and that kind of thing. Now, here's, here's what I believe are the five ways to pound the competition with emotionally charged leadership. The word emotional is very, very important in this. Some of us are going to say, you know, that's kind of a rough way to pound your competition and the art of war and that kind of stuff. A lot of people kind of back off from that. We need to be more cooperative and stuff like that. So let's forget about that part. Let's think about the emotional part and, and engaging folks. So the first thing that uh, Eric or F. Eric Schiffer talks in his article in terms of these five ways is he's going to talk a common language um, and he says, people look more at what you do more than what you say. Now, what you say is important, right, Kerry? Mm-hmm. But they are looking at, you know, primarily what your actions are. They don't. Slogans are good. There's nothing wrong with slogans. But at the end of it, what they want you talking about, what they want, what you want them thinking about is the common language, the common behavior. And, and that. am I making sense? You have something yeah. to add, Kerry? Yeah. In having a common vernacular or common language. Yes. <laughs> OK. The common language that should start right from the hiring process. And, you know, I love the book, Simon Sinek, Start With Why. Simon had a a great example of that. Back in 1914, Ernest Shackleton wanted to set out to uh, investigate the Antarctic. And when he was looking for his people, he didn't take out the average ad wanted uh, someone with five years experience, could raise a sail, loves being on the sea. He got right to the heart of the matter. And in his ad, he had men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return, doubtful, honor and recognition in case of success. Well, it ended up all the people that answered that ad, that eye opening ad, when they were frozen in the tundra, their ship destroyed, they survived. They yes. didn't lose one member of yes. that crew. We're talking hundreds of guys because they knew all, right off the bat what they were getting into. Very, very good. Very good. Solid information. Setting the stage right from the get-go. This is what, you're, this is what it's all about. And so let's stay with that same thought in something that I've said in segment one and I said briefly here, is that when people are away from their job, away from their work, when they were away from the ship, when, when they finally got away, um, what are people talking about? If they're talking about it, this really, this job really sucks, life sucks, all that kind of stuff, what do you really want them talking about? What you want them talking about is, wow, I really like my manager. Wow, the culture around here is great. Wow, you know, I'm really. How can we make it better tomorrow? How can we make it better tomorrow? That's that's exactly right. That's what you want. I'm talking about. How do we contribute? You know. So that leads to the next point is you know you need to run a real business. Now I was surprised to see that he slammed Twitter here. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And he says this is an example that's not really living up to its full potential. Um, And he says having a sexy business. 
that customers like doesn't mean it's a business can make money short term or long term unless it has the right strategy. If you don't understand finance and if you don't have people, well, you got to either got to get the finances organized or you fail. Now, here's an example. I'm going back to my Cal Newport book, Carrie. You mm-hmm. went back to your Simon Sinek book. If you're running, you're not running a real business, you may be really passionate about it. That doesn't mean you're going to get really good at it, and that doesn't really mean that you're going to be successful at it. This is where we got to kind of separate this passion thing and feeling good as opposed to running a real business. Next point he talks about, I do like this heading, Kerry. I was Mm -hmm. kind of like hung up on some of of the headings they use. He says, channel Bill Belichick. Okay. Okay. Now, do you have a picture of Bill Belichick in your mind? Hooded, yeah, hooded. Ripped, ripped hoodie. Yeah, and kind of like he ain't real exciting in these interviews, is he? Care? No, no. He goes out <laughs> of his way to be stoic. <laughs> yeah. So, so he says in terms of hiring and 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 thinking about people like that, um, he says Bill Schiffer in the article says, you know what? Typically, the people who I want on board who are proven to be effective are the people who are not those salesy types. All about the hype. All All about the hype. Like the first guy that he hired when in the first segment we talked about, he hired a guy that just looked great, sounded great, but didn't really have, couldn't make it happen. You know what you want to look for more of? Introverts. Mm-hmm. You want to look for more introverts. Now, oh. that doesn't mean that extroverts or introverts are necessarily, but for the most part, even in sales world, would people get this confused? Your introverts are almost always more effective. Why is that? Because we're going to do an entire show on oh, why introverts are more effective. We could, maybe we should. There's a good suggestion. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, we should. I've been trying to get this particular person. Her name is Susan Kane, and she actually wrote the book on what makes them different. So I'm trying to get her. Um, so you know, so that's what he's talking about now. We're thinking about startups. So here's my question. Can you afford to have a lot of nine-to-fivers in your startup? Absolutely not. Not. Startups. Clock watchers. Clock. You can't have it. Now, when you get to be a 1,000 employees, nine-to-fivers are probably needed and wanted because you got to have somebody doing that work. But in your startup, you got to watch that. Next point he talks about is um, you need to learn to love human resources. A lot of entrepreneurs hate being shackled by the things, you know, these laws. They're really get in the way. I've heard it from entrepreneurs that said, I really love my business if I didn't have these people working for me. (laughs) Things would be good if we didn't have these people, right? So so that's the part. But And, And he says it in three words. Business is people. Yeah. Now think back to John Spence's interview. Did he spend probably a minute, I think, or more talking about talent, the war on talent, how critically it is important in today's world. You will not survive without great talent. You just got to have it. Human resources is all about finding the best people. He uses an example that Google hires people who are great learners and can take in data really, really quick. Well, and there's other, so you can think of examples, but here I love this one, Carrie. Don't be blindsided by credentials. Sometimes a, a degree means that they stop learning. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got my degree. I stopped. You got to have folks who really, really 
want to be lifelong learners, as John Spence suggested in his interview in the books that he read and then the last point in terms of eric schiffer's article is put yourself on the stand look at yourself first measure your success you know look in the mirror and then measure and then talk to other people to kind of make yourself you need to really look at that that's critically important a lot of entrepreneurs get hung up on uh every, it's everybody else's fault but mine yeah i started this i'm the smartest guy here can't do that okay I think we did a pretty good job of connecting the article about pounding the competition with emotionally charged leadership in John Spence's comments and his recommendations. To review John's recommendations, I think I have enough time, Tom. Um, Here they are. Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. The Truth About Leadership, Kuzes and Posner, The Truth About Leadership. Awesomely Simple, Essential Business Strategies for Turning eyes and Ideas into Actions by John Spence. Next one, The 46 Rules of Genius. The last one is Who, and that is by Jeff Smart and Randy Street. So I read through those quickly. Hey, our new website is up. Take a look. It's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Next week, we have Scott McCain talk about what happened in 2014 and what's going to happen in 2015. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and Happy New Year. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with My Marketing Coach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with My Marketing Coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 Minutes with My Marketing Coach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? He said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. (laughs) This is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the seven tenets of Taxi Terry.